I don't think there's anything in this world that truly expresses my gratitude, Father. So I have only this simple little bouquet for you. My son, you don't owe me anything. For loving and guiding me these 29 years, I present this bouquet of anemones and white verbena. to the Me and My Dad Watch Anime Podcast, where this podcast is the greatest gift my father could give me. As a small token of my appreciation, please accept this bouquet of flowers. My name is Drew, and I'm here with my dad, David. Greetings, friends. And this week, we watch Ozumu Dezaki's Gogo 13, The Professional. But before we get into the show, let's let the people know. Dad, what are we under the influence of? In this episode, we are under the influence of a William Hill, which we uh, sort of tried out last week and uh, enjoyed mm-hmm. it, so I'm, I'm bringing it onto the podcast. It's really darn good. Yeah. We did have, what, the 2019 yesterday, or is this the 2018? Yeah, that was the 2019. Today is the 2018. Beautiful. So a little older. North Coast, Cabernet Sauvignon. I've always liked my wines a little older. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, we had an old one last podcast. Yeah, that's true. Uh, podcast. It was garbage. Which, yeah, wasn't that good. No. Hit him with the pardon pour, though. Here we go. Ooh. Oh, my God. Damn it. Everything has been spilled. <laughs> Fucking all over the over. white shirt. Uh. Damn it. Yeah, the white shirt. We're in this podcast in white tees talking about anime. Uh, well, I guess we might have to clean that up. But as we're doing that, Dad, you want to tell me a little uh, something about this movie? I, I know you are a resident anime fact finder. Yeah, this one came out in 1983, and it's based on a manga, like a lot of animes. Mm-hmm. And it was, uh, obviously, the, the series was the Golga 13 by Takeo Siedo. Mm-hmm. And it's the oldest manga still in publication. Wow. Yeah. The Japanese love their, their cold-blooded killers. Yes, they do. And uh, it sold, like, 28 million copies in uh, various formats. And this 28 or 208? Did I say 28? You did say 28. 280. I'm sorry. Big difference. (laughs) That wouldn't be that impressive. No. (laughs) For a manga. Gogo was a Being that it's the oldest, you know, in publication. Yeah, 28 would be slim. And it was also the first animated film to incorporate CGI animation. And maybe they should have held back. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. (laughs) And uh, there's just a fun fact that uh, Quentin Tarantino paid uh, homage to Gogo 13 anime in the animated sequence of Kill Bill Volume 1. I went actually back and watched that sequence. It was the uh, the Oren Ishii, uh, you know, background story. I guess the only part he's referencing is maybe the sniper shot. I oh, don't really? really know. Yeah. Because I, I can't even remember that. I don't remember the animated sequence. Yeah, it's pretty darn cool. I would go back and watch Kill I Bill was tempted that. to do it, but... Yeah, we'll do a whole podcast on Oren Ishii. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And as far as Rotten Tomatoes, uh, there were no critic reviews, Good which rates. doesn't surprise me. Anything back in the 80s, I don't think anyone's, you know, dredging that back up and watching those. No. And uh, it had a 78% audience rating based on 250-plus uh, reviews. Hmm. 
That's not too bad. No. Well, uh, I'm not necessarily going to keep in line with the 78%, but I am going to hit you with that letterbox worst review. So I hope you're ready for those. Absolutely. Uh, the first one up. It is a star by Luke on February 28th, uh, 2020. This is teenage macho wish fulfillment taken to an extreme beyond fist of the North star or anything like that. Our protagonist is the most badass guy ever because he magically has plot armor despite eight machine guns going Bonnie and Clyde on his car. And he's a rock solid emotionless husk while women literally lose their shit riding his schlong. Golgo is the badass guy. Maybe the most badass person I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. And it all is the emotionless aspect of it. That's a pretty spot-on review, too. It was part of a, a larger uh, review. I know Luke really kind of went all out on Letterboxd there, but I wanted to get that piece because it was it was pretty darn good. <laughs> uh, we have another star and a half by Blair on December 2020. Uh, this was like accidentally looking at your phone at 3 a.m. and the brightness is all the way up and there is just terrible Japanese 80s anime playing on it. And this is the reason why I was up all night is I checked my phone and there was a, a picture of Golgo and I got scared. Yeah, I had a nightmare after I watched it too. <laughs> We're fucking shook by <laughs> Golgo. <laughs> I think anything from the 80s really does, you know, bring some nightmarish memories for me sometimes, but... Yeah, yeah, it's visceral. I mean, whatever it is about these 80s films, like, they're coming at you yeah. uh, balls to the wall, for sure. Yeah. Uh, we have another two stars by PJ Chris on January 19th, 2021. This was like a James Bond film written by Dennis from Always Sunny. Lots of titties and violence. Still can't recommend. You ever watch uh, Always Sunny? No, I haven't. It's a good show. You guys, I know uh, mom has probably not gotten to it, but you should slip that in. Once we get to the Dennis System episode, you guys will know a little bit more about me, maybe. Um, <laughs> another two stars by Bob P. on January 1st, 2017. I bet I would have thought this was cool when I was 14. 14-year-old me made a number of poor decisions. Dad, what is the worst decision you made at 14? Oh, I don't know. You don't know off the top I of I can't even remember 14 at this point. I I believe my worst decision at 14 was either... Going to school drunk off tequila from a Dasani bottle that I stole. Not the Dasani bottle, the tequila. Or it was posting that picture of me with a crack pipe, which was like right down the road. Yeah, I remember both of them. I didn't know about the tequila thing. That's something you've told me uh, yeah. recently that <laughs> I guess that was poor parenting on my part. <laughs> Not well, even knowing my son's just, you know, downing tequila before school. But You guys weren't like making margaritas maybe uh, in the same way that you are now. So I was, But at, I was at the same point, I guess when I was 14, I was definitely raiding my, uh, my old man's liquor cabinet, mm -hmm. his wild turkey. Yeah, the wild tree. Yeah, <laughs> we were Troy and I were kind enough to fill up the bottles again. So I, I think I think we're all kind of even on that front. Yeah, you put some water in there. A lot of water. It yeah. was mostly water with a tinge. Yeah, of that's the old trick. I did the same. Mm -hmm. I wasn't very smart, but I did like to get fucked up. Uh, <laughs> another uh, two and a half stars by Max Stieg on December twenty second, twenty twenty. In a world where Logan Paul rules the world under a Maverick brand. Women are objects and main characters are stoic and definitely not boring as fuck. And I think I've mentioned this in a in an episode before, but this is a, a post, you know, Jake Paul knockout world. So we we kind of are in the uh, the go go sphere at the very least. So what's the Maverick brand? Is that a Logan I, Paul thing? I think so. Yeah. yeah, I don't really know too much about know. Logan Paul. Yeah, we might have to get I. Troy back on the pod. Yeah, right. <laughs> Could tell us all about it. Yeah, I'm sure. 
And then uh, one more. We have three stars by D on October 3rd, 2018. Golgo taught me how to fuck. Uh, and if you're kind of, you know, a young anime watcher, maybe you're a, an inexperienced lover, I don't think the Karma Sutra is going to give you quite as many lessons as just watching Golgo essentially just plank and just yeah. get his dick written. I was just going to say, I think you ought to re, uh, maybe go on the internet and, you know, get some different... Uh, <laughs> there is instructional porn videos on Pornhub, so <laughs> I'm, I'm dead ass. Dead ass. Oh, I no. can't tell you uh, how many I haven't watched, which is why I'm not a good lover. But <laughs> I'm glad we've at least illuminated the Internet's thoughts on this one. Dad, where would you like to shine your spotlight? I see we have quite the list here, and I'm, I'm ready to dive deep into Golgo here. Yeah. Well, uh, Duke, Togo, mm-hmm. he, uh, he makes James Bond look like an amateur. Absolutely. Yeah. I think this guy's James, epic. Yeah, James Bond's a limp dick agent compared to Golgo, dude. <laughs> and um, you know, Bond, you know, was always a great escape artist, but you know, the Duke takes it to a new level. Yeah, dude. He... I mean, he is just invincible. I mean, he seems to be able to escape, you know, massive, you know, bullets, machine and, gun fire, yeah, it's incredible. bazookas. Yeah, it's crazy. Hand grenades. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, I question whether he actually has a real penis, because I'm thinking it might be a prosthetic vibrator because he just has to really just sit there Mm -hmm. like you said like a plank Uh and women are losing their shit on it so i I mean come on do you know what a sibian is a sibian yeah this is another like there was a period in time when i was a young man where i was like too young to be getting into really graphic porn but i would just watch girls on these sibian machines Oh, yes, I do know it. Yeah, they're just like a saddle that fucking just I think like like Howard Stern used to have... Howard Stern was hawking Sibians on the show? Well, I think he he had some episodes where women were like riding them and stuff like that, you know? What? Yeah. On the show? Yeah. Damn, dude, Howard Stern was doing some crazy shit. Oh, yeah, he was crazy. I love that for him. And uh, the crowds in the movie all seem to be unaffected by any gun violence. Yeah. I mean, literally, he comes into the airport... Little girl shoots at him, mm-hmm. you know, with this doll, and uh, he just keeps walking. You know, he, first he kills the butler, and then just keeps walking. Everyone's just sort of like, oh, yeah, just another random shooting in the in the airport today. I miss the good old days when you could kill someone in self-defense in an airport and walk out. Yeah. Post 9-11, yeah. it's bullshit. N- yeah, no, uh, no security, nothing. Mm-hmm. Just easily walks away. And... Um, Apparently, Leonard Dawson will do anything to seek revenge against Gogo. I mean, he pimps out his daughter-in-law, mm-hmm. basically lets her allow her to get raped by the snake, <sighs> trains a... his granddaughter to be an assassin. Which is pretty badass. I yeah. mean, that's the cool thing. You think that's badass? To train a kid? Yeah. For sure. Yeah. If you if you had taken it upon yourself to train me to be some sort of like Hannah-like assassin... I can guarantee you right now, I would never train you to be an assassin. No. That's some bad parenting. <laughs> <laughs> Says who? What? I mean, maybe if it, you know, obviously, if we were being threatened every day with you know, people you know doing home invasions or something, yeah. I think I, I you, guess I I think you trying to train me as an assassin is not as bad as James Woods breaking a, a you know a golf club over Tiger's head. Like it's about the same. We both have ambition. James Wood. Yeah, Tiger Woods' dad is that his name? Oh no, that. <laughs> That's the actor James Woods. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. James Woods broke a fucking. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, My bad. Really? It was that in the documentary. I'm making shit up. Oh, okay. You'll you'll see that a lot more now. Don't do that. Yeah, (laughs) Tiger's the man for sure. 
And, uh, you know, and he also threatens to destroy the world economy, you know, just to get back a go-go. Yeah. Was it just a flex? And uh, I just thought it was sort of um, funny that Gogo feels it necessary to pull a bullet in Dawson's head as he's falling from, you know, the penthouse of his skyscraper. Uh-huh. Before he hits the ground, he has to just put one bullet in his head, which obviously he was, go- he was about to die. I mean, nobody survives a fall from, you know, 60-story mm-hmm. skyscraper. Do you get the money for the kill though? I guess he was. Do- yeah, but he was doing it. He was just. Yeah, he, yeah, was just he wasn't. Sure. He wasn't contracted to to kill this guy. He was just saying like, this guy's trying to kill me. I'm yeah. out to kill him. That's why he's a true professional. Yeah, I guess that's what they're trying to say. Like, <laughs> I get the kill shot. He yeah. can't do it himself, or however he, you know, went about it every single time. And uh, the only thing is the CGI. It just it looked bad. That was one of the most jarring sequences I think I've seen in any of these movies that we watch, strictly because it was really just out of place. Yeah. I give him credit for trying, but, I mean, I it, it, re- it wasn't ready for prime time. No. I mean, it had no place in that. No. Dezaki should have kept that to himself. Yeah, it added nothing to the movie. And I see you have the, the full suicide letter here. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I started looking at the suicide letter, and then I'm like, holy crap, this thing is funny. And I didn't really think about it when they were playing it in the movie. And then when I saw how it was written out, and uh, I'm just going to break it down a little here. I mean, he says, Father, please forgive me for having to leave my last message like this. Yeah, that it's pretty bad, you know? Yeah, a suicide note is yeah. a tough read. And then he goes, I swear it would only be my first and only opposition to you. <laughs> it's like, obviously, because yeah. you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then he goes, Father, thank you for the enormous love you gave me for 29 years. I still remember my sixth birthday... And you baked the only cake you ever made for me. It was delicious. <laughs> that is so sad. Like, do you remember that one time you did something? I know, you? like of all the memories he has, he's just like, "Yeah, you baked me that cake, and it was delicious." <laughs> it's kind of funny because when Dawson is like ready to give the company over to Robert, he's like, "This is my closest friend." Like that's how he presents it. Yeah, and obviously that's maybe a little exaggerated. But go on. And then he says, I also remember my high school graduation where you cried the only tears you ever shed for me. I mean, high school graduation was the high point for him. Yeah. Um, he is 29 now. What has he been doing this whole I time? I don't know. Maybe that's why he felt like he wasn't going to be a good uh, president. Yeah. Because he's, you know, it appears that he only went, you know, as high as high school. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he was a fucking high school dropout. And, and he goes, that. it was very grateful. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, then he, you know, he thanks him for the kindness to his wife. Let me see. I'm not going to read the rest of The wife of it. thing, I mean, that's pretty, you know, ironic, considering everything that happened afterwards. But And then, of course, he didn't have the courage to put an end to my own life, so I decided to ask someone else to kill me. I believe that he will do a good job. <laughs> Golgo does the best job, dude. That's freaking hilarious. I believe he'll do a good job. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I, you know, when it comes to, like, inheriting your, your parents' company, suicide from a, an international assassin, like, that doesn't seem like my number one door of how I want to get out of that. I could just run away, like, or I could just say no. Yeah. But Robert was apparently just so ready to, to toss in the, the, the fucking towel. And then he calls him, to my great father, the emperor of petroleum, Leonard Dawson. From from your, from your disobedient son, Robert. <laughs> It's like what a way to freaking end the letter. Yeah, that's uh, too bad. I don't know. It's just, it's just a ridiculous, you know, suicide note. It, it doesn't. I mean, whoever like 
was doing the screenplay for this. It's like, come on now. <laughs> you could have came up with a lot better, you know. The self-suicide was really uh, a surprise. I, I didn't really... You yeah, know, it was no, a twist. that was a good twist in the movie. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying this this letter is, is funny as shit. Yeah, it's a little bit silly. Uh, I, I agree on all those points, you know. Hopefully you'll never have to read my note. Uh, and Golgo just kind of lets me go, but... Uh, there's only a couple of things that I wanted to bring up, and I think the the, the Golgo being the ultimate stick man is, is sort of already been addressed. I mean, he's either made some sort of deal with the devil and he can't feel anything below the pants or, you know, some some combination of the both because he's very much like Gold and Silver. He only really knows friend or... No, he only knows fuck or kill. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> uh, and these are some smaller points. Like, the licking the knives thing is... Uh, kind of a trope that you see a lot in a lot of different films and I don't really get it. It's kind of like how, you know, quarterbacks will lick their fingers like Peyton Manning or Drew Brees like licking their hands before they catch the ball like I wonder if it's like a focus thing. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's just a a tick for psychos. Yeah. Anybody who owns a knife and uses it all the time is yeah. probably going to put your tongue on it maybe once or twice. Just uh, trying to get the blood off from the last kill. Yeah. Get a little bit of a taste. Yeah. And then the other one I had was just like billionaire hit jobs. And I have to wonder, is this happening? Is this happening at all where like billionaires are having hits put out? I know. I mean, I guess Putin is technically a billionaire, but that's sort of a different situation. But like is Elon Musk hiring a go-go like figure to take out some sort of union worker in fucking small town? I would would hope not. Yeah, (laughs) you would hope not. Yeah. It's either uh, they're calling out hits or they're having those those underground fights. That's what yeah, the, the right. billionaire group text. Yeah. Uh, but that was about it. I mean, we hit on the the self-suicide hit. So were there any uh, takeaways or what were some unintentional lessons that you got from this movie? Um, well, the uh, the two uh, mass murderers, gold and silver, mm-hmm. it, you know, it uh, supposedly they survived on just water and tree roots <laughs> while they were out in the jungle, which is that's good to know. You know yeah. what I mean? That's it, the summer cut. Tree body. roots will uh, will keep you, you know. Alive out in the Amazon. Yeah, or at least spry enough to kill 2,000 guerrilla warriors. Yeah. <laughs> and it appears that the Pentagon, FBI, and CIA are all uh, for hire. You can just, you know, if you've got the money, you can bring them all in and they'll do your bidding. Yeah. Which might we, be true. I, As we saw with the, the Kennedy assassination where... <laughs> thank God they finally cleared it up. You yeah. know what I mean? Lee Harvey was just a, a Leonard a Dawson. Plant. Yeah. Exactly. Incredible. Incredible work by him. And um, genetic modification, we probably don't want to do it because it's only going to lead to monsters like Snake. Where did they find Snake? He was some kind of... Was he? Well, because when Bregan comes in, I guess I'm just kind of stepping on my questions for the director, but like Bregan says that he found Snake. Yeah, just he was there. his dog or something like that. Didn't that? That's what he... Yeah, he was like, I found him. my new hunting dog or yeah. something like that. and. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. I don't know where he came from. I think he's some other, you know, CIA or, you know, experiment, something yeah. to that effect. The deep state warrior. Yeah. Of course, he doesn't seem to be affiliated with anybody. He just seems to be some kind of a freak. Yeah. There's some toothless <clears throat> raping monster. Yeah. And I didn't understand how he was, his, like, the way he was killing people. I think it was that little uh, yo-yo thing that he had. Oh, is that what he was doing? Yeah. Because it almost looked like he was shooting something like a like a lightning bolt at one point. And then sometimes it looked like people were just, you know, 
shooting blood all, everywhere, and you I had no idea how that he was, you know, accomplishing that. The it blood streamers in this movie are pretty crazy. Yeah, it looks like fucking funfetti, yeah. like it's yeah. out there. <laughs> yeah, it's more like a spray. It's like a mist. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's not really like you know, fist of the north star. No, any yeah. any blood you see in this movie looks exactly like blood in any Tarantino movie, yeah. which I'm sure we'll see uh, him come. It up looks again. like uh, 1983 uh, anime blood to me. Absolutely. Yeah, it always has sort of a. More of an orangey color than it is red. Mm-hmm. But Trying to keep it under the R rating. Yeah, exactly. And then what, uh, you had one more? And, uh, yeah, I don't think you need money if you have this magical penis. It seems like women are just willing to give you just about anything so you can pull their trigger one more time. Yeah, yeah. The <laughs> I cannot imagine how much better my life would be with a magical penis. Or at least be, like, so good at sex that people are willing to offer yeah. me cars. yeah. Uh, expensive weaponry. I mean, Rita was was really willing yeah. to give the keys to everything yep. at that point. Yep. So good for her for at least putting it all on the table for Golgo to, I, I guess, hit the back wall before she got killed. Oh, boy. Uh, I guess speaking of hitting the back wall, the best lovers are probably the most disinterested. And this is something that I've experienced in my own life. I mean... <laughs> Really, it seems like the best sex is with people who don't give a fuck about you. And you are just kind of uh, being a part of a toxic relationship at that point. So maybe find someone who likes you. Um, Also, the only way you can know if you're good at sex is if you fuck her unconscious. Because the way that he uh, absolutely dicks down that girl in the beginning of the movie, that random redhead with the the red little necktie. Yeah. She, I mean, have you ever seen uh, Mr. Woodcock, the Billy Bob Thornton movie? I I know of it, but I don't know if I actually watched it. Mm-hmm. The only thing I wanted to bring up from that is that he, I guess, fucks the guy's mom so hard to the point of orgasm that she blacks out. And that's exactly what Galgo did. So <laughs> if anyone was like looking for some sort of visual representation. Yeah, well, this sort of plays into uh, my sequel ideas about uh, Gogo. Really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, in the sense that I, I don't think he's truly human okay okay, okay. <laughs> maybe he's a Sibian, but we'll get into that is a, a cyborg or a Sibian? uh if the first thing a girl says to you is that you're the first person of your race that they've ever met that's a big red flag and to call you know gulgo an oriental that's a little on the nose in terms yeah. of her being a bad person so right. you know don't 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 let somebody be racist to you for sure uh, and then my last one was that if your private investigator is getting pictures of your target butt naked with some mink on, you should pay them extra because that is that's some good work. You uh, you don't even get that from the paparazzi sometimes. I mean, you'll get a, an occasional, you know, dick shot of Justin Bieber in Cancun or something like that. But I think he paid his people well. Yeah, I believe Golgo is always. Uh, yeah, Golgo's a gentleman at the very end of the day. Yeah. He's still paying Rita very much. He's a good guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, Dad, we've come to the question section of our podcast. The uh, the Vipers are, are getting ready to get on the field. The referees are, I guess, just getting a hot tissue massage on their, their fucking thumbs for that coin toss. But most importantly, are you ready for this game? Yeah, I'm as ready as I'll ever be. All right, perfect. And we've kind of re-upped this because I realized that I shouldn't be reading for five minutes straight because I'm a fucking idiot. So I've <laughs> kind of lowered these uh, into nice, crisp little paragraphs. So Love it. Entry number one. In conversation with Teiko Sato, the Golgo 13 creator, likened his cold-blooded hitman to a Japanese salaryman, stating that his endurance and patience as a killer was why he should be considered purely Japanese. Entry number two. 
Famously known for creating the postcard memory animation technique, director Ozumu Dezaki receives a royalty check each time it is used in an other anime feature. At the time of his death in 2011, he made over 1 billion yen for his technique, which is like a little less than a million dollars in U.S. dollars. Uh, entry number three. Director Dezaki was known as an intuitive filmmaker and balked at the idea of storyboarding. He instead favored a stream-of-consciousness approach, which influenced his use of surreal imagery in his films. And then entry number four. After the death of his older brother, the lung cancer, director Dezaki became an outspoken advocate for anti-smoking in Japan, going as far as to ban cigarettes in the studio and even refusing animators from working if they happen to smell like smoke. Dad, what do you think is a lie? Off that, that coin flip. Wow, these are tough. Yeah, now that they're compressed, yeah, you can't even fucking no, figure it out. I, I, you, you're not giving me a lot of uh, clues as to what might be... Uh, the truth of the lie here. Yeah, well, that's what happens when you get sick and tired of hearing yourself. You you make it harder on everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say the first one is a lie. I can't believe that a Japanese salaryman is more like a cold-blooded hitman. I hope he, they're not. Is that your final answer? Yes. That is the truth. So we are done this category right away. <laughs> Sorry. What the? It was uh, it was an interview with the Financial Times. Teiko Sato said that Golgo was the salary man. He was almost like a, of the samurai sort of nature uh, with how he conducted his business. So with the other ones, the postcard memory thing, I mean, he did develop that technique. He doesn't get a royalty. Yeah, I thought that was going to be a lie. And uh, well, let me think of what I was thinking was going to be... Um... Maybe number three was the truth. Yeah. Right, he was actually uh, a strict storyboarder. He was like 90% is what some sort of uh, fun fact I found on the internet. It's probably IMDb. IMDb. And then the uh, lung cancer one. Uh, Director Dezaki was actually a major smoker, and he ended up dying from uh, lung cancer. So, oh, really? Yeah, I just kind of made that up. He does have an older brother who does direct anime movies, which is kind of cool hmm. when you're all in the family. Okay. Uh but that's too bad. We uh, we did just give up the that's ball. That's just a coin flop. Well, they also got those three points, if you do remember. Oh. So you're already down. So we're uh, we're heading into a deficit. Uh, Erskine is ready to come out of the field. It's game day. We're just we're trying to power through. Hey, it's not my fault, man. Yeah, it's it, okay. You <laughs> you don't play defense. You technically are yeah, the exactly. only offensive player we have. Can only uh, play one side of the ball. Come on. Yeah, that's fine. So uh, now that we're at were you paying attention, I'm going to go send it over to my co-host. For that pre-game update. Let's hit him with those horns, Joe. Welcome inside the Zoom broadcast booth, everybody. I'm Joe Buck. Coming to you live from MetLife Stadium in East Rutherford, New Jersey. And we're anticipating a great game between the New York Guardians and the Tampa Bay Vipers. We're XFL newcomer Patrick Vanellitate Erskine's looking for another win in the Big Crapple. But he'll be playing a hungry Guardians defense and their big mic in the middle. Clint, I can't fucking read, Renner! <laughs> Back to you, Drew. <laughs> Clint, I can't fucking read, Renner. That uh, might be CTE, so that's too bad for him. Yeah, but at the same point, uh, I don't think they get a lot of, even though they go to college, I don't think they have to do a lot of studying. So No, they're it's taking a lot of It's possible. Classes. Do you think uh, who in <laughs> how many NFL players do you think can't read just off the top of your head? Quick, quick answer. 
I'm I'm gonna say not none uh, none. Yeah. Okay, smart. But, yeah. At least that's uh, that's the more political answer for sure. So first half, first question. Let's let's jump right into it, Dad. After Duke's headshot, uh, we see him driving across a bridge in Catalina Island, California. The radio is playing, and there's a weather update during the broadcast. What is the temperature? Is it A, 20 degrees Celsius, B, 22 degrees Celsius, C, 27 degrees Celsius, or D, 30 degrees Celsius? All right, I'm feeling cocky. cocky. B, 22. 22. All right, let him hear it, Joe. What's going on? Thanks, Drew. Coming into this game, we've heard a lot of buzz that Vanilla Taint's feeling fired up. <laughs> this is coming after a video surfaced online that showed Vanilla Taint not only attending the Buccaneers Super Bowl victory party, but also challenging quarterback Tom Brady to a classic shot-for-shot. Shot. The video culminated in the journeyman puking all over himself and being escorted out. <laughs> so let's hope, Erskine's sake, that he can handle the Guardians' front seven better than he handles liquor against the GOAT. That's bullshit. I don't... <laughs> I could drink freaking Tom Brady under the table. No way, dude. Did you hear that story of him chugging beers with his offensive line? I don't believe There's it. There's no fucking way. He's freaking eating avocado ice cream. He ain't chugging beers. Yeah, going to bed at nine. Yeah. All right. I mean, it looked like he had to get escorted out of the freaking bar. He could barely stand up. That was after he kicked her ass, Erskine, so keep it to yourself. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. is that where that footage came from? Yeah, that was the, the post-drink-off. the yeah. post drink off. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm on the floor, freaking yeah. passed out. Tom at least freaking was able to walk out. He flashed his rings at you. He said the seventh <laughs> one was being fitted for his dick for you to fucking suck it. <laughs> Erskine drops back. Three men rush in the corners on a blitz. Vanilla Taint dumps it off to Constantine Gooseneck Simmons on a cross, and he's going to make a move. He's got the first down and then some. Gooseneck Timmons going goose mode. Goose mode? Yeah, goose mode for a, <laughs> for a huge Viper's first down. <laughs> Uh, I think I was interpreting that maybe as beast mode, but I, I definitely said goose mode. So we got goose mode and we got a first down. I guess you were feeling cocky after that, uh, the defeat in the private venue. Uh, Troy Aikman's question you, what, is that something new? Goose mode? Yeah, yeah. We're, we're clinking uh, tequila glasses. Yeah. We're really feeling it today. Easy on the uh, tequila shots there. Yeah, that Joe. and the, uh, the salted rim, if you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> question number two. When explaining why he wants to hire Golgo, the Bishop Moretti reveals the age of a young boy killed in the Mafia shooting. His name was Marcel, and he was how old? Was he A, 7 years old, B, 8 years old, C, 9 years old, or D, 10 years old? I think I, uh, I pulled an audible at the line. Oh. And I'm going C9. C9. All right, let's see how C9 goes for uh, our friend fucking Patrick Erskine. Send it over to you, Joe. Drew, the Vipers are spread out. Five men set and Erskine's in the gun. Vanilla hikes it. He hands it off to the motion man. It's a jet sweep. Philo, I've got a turtle head poking out Cromarty <laughs> with some space to move. <laughs> Coochie man Clemens gives him a block on the edge and Philo's going to take off. He better hope he can keep this one in his pants because it's going to be close. Philo dives to the pylon. Touchdown, Vipers. Yeah. And not a brown stain in sight. <laughs> <laughs> they tried to fool me. No. Yeah, that turtle head was uh was just enough to push him over the edge. It was close. They brought turtle out the head cameras. Poking out. Yeah. The yeah. turtle head was what crossed the, the plane first. Crazy enough. <laughs> but uh we're up seven to three now. We've taken the lead. We are no longer trailing the uh the New York Guardians. And Clint I fucking can't read Renner is pissed. 
So we're going to hit it right at question three before halftime, and then we'll we'll get to know what Petrick's feeling. So, in preparation of his next hit, Duke pays for the intel of the location for Dr. Z's mansion. He learns that it's in the town of Messina, Sicily, on the Cape of what sea? Is it A, the Ionian Sea, B, the Adriatic Sea, C, the Ligurian Sea, or D, the Mediterranean Sea? I'm on fire today. Yeah, you're feeling it? Yeah. Another a, audible? A. A. All right. Ionian C. <laughs> Joe, how are you feeling about the Ionians? I love it, Drew, and the Vipers are in the red zone. Erskine's in the gun with his man, Juicy Thighs Ricardo. Vanel Tate hikes the ball. It's a pitch to Juicy Thighs, and he's running back some. And look at this. Ricardo is going to throw it to tight end, running for the corner. And it's caught. Alfredo, skinny penis Paxton, with the toe tip reception for the Vipers. And it's going to be another touchdown, Tampa Bay. <laughs> skinny penis Alfredo Paxton. Coming off the practice squad. I've never even heard of this man. And I made him. All right. <laughs> So, Dad, uh, halftime interview, Joe Buck's running down from the booth. He's, he's ready to ask you a question. Patrick, I was informed that Brady asked you how his penis tasted. Any uh, comment on that particular thing? What thing? <laughs> how does Tom Brady's penis taste, Patrick? You know, <laughs> Tom, you know... It, I'll see you freaking, you know, next uh, during the season. Yeah, when you get back out of the Patriots. We're playing you, and believe me, if it's it a, won't happen this time. Yeah, a Patriots-Tampa Bay Super Bowl is what only I could dream of, uh, <laughs> and hopefully we'll get a, a chance to see I know, next wouldn't year. that be, a, that would be awesome. That would be pretty cool. But I don't think it's going to happen. No, nah, well, who knows? Maybe we'll get fucking, what, Mac Jones <laughs> at 15 and just be hating him the rest of the year, but, you know, I digress. <laughs> Uh, question number four, second half. Following the murder of the Moretti family, the guards of Dr. Z's machine, they now carry a 1976 model Ingram M11, a high-powered submachine gun that was used on what foreign front? Is it A, Vietnam, B, Myanmar, C, Laos, or D, Cambodia? Mm. This one I'm not positive... Defense might, I think they uh, they drop back into something I'm not uh, yeah familiar with. So Todd I, Bowles is calling the place. Yeah, yeah, right. I think I, I'm gonna go with D, Cambodia. Cambodia. Alrighty, let's hear it. Drew, we're here after halftime, and the Vipers are in the single back with bunch receivers and a couple tight ends. Erskine drops back. The line is holding strong, and Erskine has a man open on the post. Vanilla slings in, and it's caught. Lenny, too big for a Trojan, is going to catch this one on stride wow. and bring it out of bounds for our first down Vipers. <laughs> you Too big for a Trojan. Yeah. It's just him and Donkey Dick. They yeah. can't fucking uh, deal with that shit. I, I throw him to those big dick dudes. Yeah. I don't think Golgo wears a fucking condom either. He seems probably much no. like a Taki. Oh, no. And considering that every person he sleeps with is dead after, it's it's really kind of like, it's almost like a plan B pill, but like nature takes care of the... Uh, you question whether he actually, you know, climaxes because... <laughs> He's just like, he has no emotion. Yeah. He doesn't close his eyes. <laughs> I think he's he doing some tantric crap, like you said, or whatever. He probably has such a, a strength of holding in his cum. Yeah. It's just so much discipline. I, I question whether he's actually enjoying sex because. Sex is lame, dude. Who yeah. cares? As long as you're a cold blooded killer and you're getting paid, getting your dick rid, ridden, uh, <laughs> it's not that great. Uh, question number five. We have a chance to score here and really put this one out of uh, contention. 
After their brief encounter in the restaurant, Cindy and Golgol ride back to Dr. Z's mansion in what luxury automobile? Is it A, a Bentley, B, a Rolls Royce, C, a Maybach, or D, a Lagonda? Uh, this one's easy. <clears throat> B, Rolls Royce. Rolls Royce. All right, send it back to Joe. Drew, the Vipers offense is hoping things are ending up in the end zone in a big way. And they're coming out in their big gun package. Erskine hikes it. Play action to Juicy Thighs and Erskine pumps. Now he's going to sail it on the fly route down to the sideline. And it's a beauty. Vanilla Tate hits his man right in the money. Noel, Bussy Hunter Ramos. <laughs> Catching the over shoulder pass with his feet in bounds in the end zone. Touchdown, Vipers. Nice. Bussy Hunter Ramos. <laughs> Bussy Hunter. Yeah, dude. I wonder if there's a little bit of fraternization in this Tampa Bay's locker room. There seems to be a lot of <laughs> weird names here. Uh, but we're, we've we're, everybody's got a name. Yeah, everybody's got something for sure. But we're looking to just close this one out. We've had a pretty decisive victory here. But let's see if we can get some uh, some crunch time scoring. I don't know if Joe is picking up on Chris Berman or something, you know, and he's making these up on the fly. It's very possible. I mean, when you're I guess just like flying off cocaine and tequila, anything is really possible. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm calling up those Seattle hookers. I'm trying to see if they want to be flown out <laughs> to wherever I am at that moment. New York? Yeah, that's fine. All right, final question. Question number six. When Leonard Dawson explains the background of the dangerous prisoners' silver and gold, he says the experiment took place in the jungles of Banzibar in the summer of what year? Is it A, 1955, B, 1962, C, 1970, or D, 1984? Uh, um, not sure, but I'm going to go with C, 1970. <clears throat> Alrighty, final update. What's going on, Joe? Drew, the score is 21 to 3, and the Tampa Bay is looking to get some trash time def- er, offense. I'm really fucked up today. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Vanilla taints in the gun He hikes it He's standing in the pocket Now he's rolling out with his receivers The middle is congested And I can't fucking read Renner is on his tail But Erskine's got his eyes on the prize Vanilla throws a dart to the end zone And it's caught Yeah Joaquin ass to mouth shoemaker Rising up and securing the ball for the Vipers And the final score is going to be 28 to 3 We're going oh back to the bay gosh. That was a just We murdered him I don't think you got a single question wrong that's pretty awesome. I don't think that happens too often. You really were fired up by Brady just asking you to flate his seventh ring. Like, I mean, you got Erskine on the on the sideline, you know, on the phone, and he's calling up the president. He's like, Mr. President, <laughs> send in the army. Send in the Marines. He goes, because we're killing. Yeah, fucking Shannon Sharp is going to love that one. <laughs> he's so happy. I hated that so bad when Shannon Sharp did that against the Patriots. I'm killing the Patriots. <laughs> I only got to see the Shannon Sharp stuff in the the uh, the NFL Network movies and shit. I was obviously not of age at that moment in time, so Shannon. It Sharp was some was, funny shit, but I mean, obviously, he's a savage I, dude. Yeah, it it, it it couldn't have happened. I mean, it, it should have happened against somebody else instead of the Patriots. <laughs> should have happened to somebody else. <laughs> the Pats used to suck, and we suck yeah. now. But hey, you know, we gotta roll with the punches. Those and, were the bad days, but we've had a lot of good ones. So. Yeah, th- those are the the real bad days. But hey, today's the best day. We're uh, we're heading into the locker room feeling pretty damn good. We're uh, we're it having is, maybe an yeah, extra serving of that serious partying going on after this game for sure. We're uh, we're really taking that. I'm second. calling Tom back out too. <laughs> Meet me at the. 
<laughs> comment in his fucking Instagram story. Come fucking find me at Tampa Bay. But yeah, we're having our uh, our second helping of this wine Gatorade. We're, uh, I guess, just dive bombing into this ice bath. But we're going to cool down. We're going to play a little Would You Rather. How are you feeling about that? Are you good? Yeah. Yeah? All righty. First, Would You Rather. Would you rather attempt to headshot someone from 250 yards away or your entire family dies? Everybody. Or be given control of a major corporation and you have to fix their problems or you go to jail for all their crimes. So in the first instance, maybe you're kind of captured by some sort of uh, terrorist group who are making you uh, commit these assassinations against your will, but you need to complete the headshot or me, Troy, mom, everybody gets uh, gets the, I guess, the Breaking Bad treatment. We all get shivved or something like that. Uh, or you are given control of something like Facebook. You know, Mark Zuckerberg gives you the keys. He's like, all right, well... Things are kind of on the out and out here with Congress for me. So I'm going to just give this to uh, my friend David. <laughs> Try to fix these problems. Oh, wow. Yeah, I would love to take control of Facebook. <clears throat> but no, I'm not going to um, put my family in jeopardy because yeah. the chances of me hitting somebody from considering my limited experience with uh, rifles, mm -hmm. um, I don't think there's any chance I would be able to hit somebody from 250 yards away. I'm not even sure if I could hit somebody from like... 10 yards away. So. Really? Have you well, ever fired a gun before? I have. I haven't. The first time I ever fired a <clears throat> nine millimeter. I uh, myself. No, no, no. <laughs> but I mean, you know, I went to the firing range with a bunch of guys and I had nine millimeter. And the first time I shot it, I missed the target from like, I don't know, 20, I don't know, the closest the target was. Yeah. And of course, I just rattled off like whatever, four or five shots in a row. And when the target, I looked at the target, like didn't hit it once. So. Yeah. Hey, I mean, I I couldn't. Uh, I am uh, not a sure have. shot. Yeah, for sure, you're not a Golgo. And I think anybody could probably do better than Mark Zuckerberg at this point. So, um, I'm not uh, I'm not afraid of going to jail for my, all my crimes. Yeah. If I took over Facebook, of course. Yeah, yeah. I think I would probably also take over the major corporation. In this case of Facebook or anyone, like you would think that at some point you could just listen to all the the Twitter people who are constantly bitching you at all day. I'm sure you could get some good ideas from them and. Maybe, I don't know. But I would hate to think what you could do to to a major corporation that would basically put you in jail for all its crimes. Yeah, I guess you're kind of coming into a uh, collapsing situation. But and maybe we'll find that out in the future here. Yeah, maybe someone's going to be the scapegoat for uh, Facebook once Zuckerberg gets uh, put down. Yeah. Uh, question number two: Would you rather become a hitman, but every time you kill someone, your dick gets a little smaller, or would you rather track down 100 old Nazis and scalp them? So in the first one, I'm not going to say an inch because, you know, I, I'm not going to ask you how big your dick is. But <laughs> I, I don't think, you know, you would have a long career, uh, at least as a, a dick assassin in that case. So maybe let's say like four mil 10, mi 10, 10 millimeters, just like the rain at the beginning. That's where I'm going to stand. 10 millimeters each kill. Or the Nazi thing where... There's a lot of, not a lot, but you can imagine there's probably some uh, 90, 100-year-old Nazis still out there hiding somewhere in Venezuela. you got to track them down and kill them, scalp them. Well, if I became a hitman, there's no limitation on the number of hits I have to do. Mm -hmm. So if I just kill one dude, I mean, 10 millimeters ain't going to make a bitch much of a difference. <laughs> 
that's like no you can't be a one-time hitman it's not like you're just fucking hey they might pay me a good amount of you know like yeah i'm retiring then this and is the same question as the first one where it's just like a one-shot kill no, you have to be a career hitman. People are looking for you because you're the shrinking dick assassin. Like, people are ready to get your business. Well, I mean, for Well, me, the thing of it is, at some point, you just not even have a dick anymore. Which maybe is the best case. I mean, Golgo barely needs his. He's just <laughs> all energy. Yeah. Yeah, it's more the mood. Would, of yeah, because I don't even think he has a real dick, so. Yeah. That's probably why he does not. He, he probably has a shrinking dick every time he kills somebody. If I could just replace my dick with a prosthetic that is a vibrating prosthetic, I would be much better off. Yeah. Sure. But I'm I'm absolutely traveling across the world looking for 100 old Nazis. I hate old people. I hate them so much, and just because they're Nazis would make it even better, dude. I would gladly <laughs> scalp all those fucking Nazis. Yeah, I guess that would be that bad and i would get i mean i'm killing people one way or another yeah at least keep my dick size yeah i don't know uh what the the negatives of the nazi one maybe you're like being hunted by neo-nazis or something but you know i'm not gonna change the question too much uh i'm gonna just move right on because i think i think i hit that one rare uh we're gonna go for question number three would you rather work in an office where the co-workers where all your co-workers are fucking in front of you and I'm referencing when uh, the informant comes in and just watches Duke deep yeah. stroke that lady. Uh, and they're not, like, fucking each other. Like, I don't know. There's maybe, like, a whorehouse that they bring uh, some some nice ladies over to the your business. Or you can only have sex if it's in the Duke Togo position. And what I mean by that is not only do you have to be flat as a board on your back, but you have to be pissed about it. You have to look mad or you can't even achieve an erection. You have to be like a furrowed brow and be mad, and then all of a sudden it like sprouts up. Um, yeah, I don't give a you know, coworkers all banging mm-hmm. in the office. That's fine with me. I uh, I'm gonna do the Duke Togo dude, because quite frankly, I I you know being a lazy lover might just be what we're all kind of missing out on. <laughs> Girls like riding dick. I don't think that's really like a Well, that one guy said he learned how to fuck by Dukes. uh, So maybe he's found something out, you know, that we just were not aware of. Yeah. We've been lied to. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Who says doggy style is the perfect fucking position, dude? It's definitely the Duke Togo. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm definitely uh, just laying down. And at that point, I'm just good at sex. All the girls would be like, yeah, dude, he's amazing. And all I have to do is just look pensive. Well, yeah, if they're losing their shit like Duke. You know, yeah. the way he's doing it, then, mm-hmm. yeah, fine. Yeah, I, I agree there. Uh, next question. Would you rather mud wrestle a gator's mouth shut or become the mortal enemy to a flock of seagulls? So the first one, I guess you've entered some sort of weird carnival where there's a mud pit and you get, I don't know, money. But you still have to secure, like, a belt around a gator's mouth. And I'll say you get, like, $150,000 if you can do it. Or you... I guess maybe throw an Alka-Seltzer up at the beach and kill a fucking seagull on accident. Well, I guess at that point it's purposeful. But at that point, a uh, I'm going to say a 50-bird flock of seagulls will be trying to come at you at all times. At all times? Well, they're going to follow you from the beach. They're going to be, I guess, like maybe sleeping in the trees around your neighborhood. Like, they're your mortal enemy. You kill like leader. a really you know, scary Hitchcock movie. Yeah, the seagulls. Yeah, <laughs> the seagulls. That gives me an idea now. 
Um, <laughs> That's my sequel. Mud Wrestle Gator. How big's the gator? <laughs> uh, I want to say is seven feet too long. Is that too long for a gator? What's like the normal size for an alligator like that? I don't know. I mean, there's some big gators out I'll there. I'll say it's the same exact size as you. Yeah. Lengthwise. Yeah. Maybe it's a little bit thinner. Um, I guess I'm going to try to take, take on that gator. Yeah. Because, I mean, I'm not going to, you know, have this flock of seagulls constantly harassing me. Yeah. I, 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 I mean, I, I feel like I can somehow maybe, you know, just sneak up on the gator and. The gator's primed and ready. He's in the mud, right? Waiting for you, dude. It's like a bull with his uh, with his nuts wrapped up. Like he's ready to go. <laughs> it's not just like he's fucking, you know, having a. And he's hungry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're definitely starving this gator. They're wanting you to be working for your uh, six figures. Yeah. I, for me, I'm I'm kind of torn. The big paycheck, if I get the ma- uh, gator's mouth shut, is kind of leaning me that way. But very quickly, that could go bad for me. I could lose an arm. And I think maybe I could start slowly picking off the seagulls, like, one by one. Maybe if I start, like, throwing breadcrumbs outside, more Alka-Seltzer, I'll eventually just end up killing them all. I'm going to take the seagulls. Yeah, you're probably right in that regard. Mm -hmm. I didn't even think that I could, you know, (laughs) kill off the seagulls, yeah. Maybe they're smarter than I give them credit for. They're a big bird, so they might just peck my eyes out like I'm, what, uh, Prometheus or something? I can't remember the the old Greek legend. Except those are crows. Yeah, no, you're right. I think I'll, I'll take on the seagulls. Okay, yeah. I, I feel like maybe with a combined effort, the seagulls don't have a chance. <laughs> They're both after us. Uh, and then final, would you rather? Would you rather try to survive 80 days in the Amazon jungle with no resources or live the l- rest of your life as an 80s CGI representation of yourself? So you look almost like you just came out of a, a Nintendo 64 game. You look like the enemies and like... Uh, that James Bond shooter movie, whatever the, the fucking game is, the gold something, you know what I'm saying? Or, you know, spend two almost three months in the Amazon jungle fighting off mosquitoes, bugs, wild animals, gorilla warriors. Yeah. Um, I'm d- definitely going to go for the Amazon jungle. Yeah. I mean, 80 CGI is pretty bad, and... Uh... <laughs> I don't know what the hell I would do as, as mm-hmm. a life as a CGI representation of myself. Well, often a lot know, of people have survived eighty days in the Amazon jungle. Yeah, do you? Do you uh, did you ever listen? You listen to the David Show, like the Rogan podcast, when he was talking about when he went down to the jungle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you might find some like pot smoking, you know, pygmy yeah. <laughs> indigenous people, and uh, hang out with them. So yeah. if I can find some sort of tribe, maybe I'm going towards the Amazon. Hopefully, jungle. you don't find cannibals or something but yeah i wonder how many like cannibals there are in the world still there are still some out there i think for sure it's army hammer <laughs> army hammer oh jeez. uh i'm i i don't know how much money i could make off being a cgi representation like that's what i'm thinking like how can i monetize my image at that point but yeah i might just try to live off tree roots and rainwater and hopefully uh some <laughs> yeah. pot smoking pygmies will find me uh in the woods exactly we that's, be best that's how it's uh, that's how it's done yeah <laughs> uh well dad i feel i feel pretty cooled down i don't know about you but i think this vipers team is uh taking this victory march downtown we're blowing up the new york strip clubs dude this is the the, the big crapple like i had mentioned the best of the best 
Uh, and while we're probably looking forward to that first drink or maybe our first lap dance, we're also looking forward to the future of these characters. We're going to play a Ghibli all grown up. Dad, what was your potential sequel idea? Well, being that, you know, Duke seems to be able to get out of any situation and he, he really has like no emotions. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really think he's a human. Okay, we're doubling down on the emotionless husk. I think he's a uh, cybernetic cybernetic organism. Okay. Living tissue over metal <laughs> endoskeleton. I he's a Terminator. It. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah, he came back from the future. He's there to freaking, you know. Oh, wow. So that's what it is. It's yeah. just a continuation of the Terminator yeah. franchise. Yeah, I mean, you know, he doesn't feel pity, remorse, fear, and absolutely will not stop ever until you're dead. Did the Terminator have sex in the Terminator movies? No. No? Not even But like if he did, little... it would probably be exactly how uh, Duke had it mm-hmm. in the movie. I would like to think that the Terminator fucks. I would not like to think that he, like... He has maybe the mechanical hips, and if we're saying Golgo's a robot in this one, for sure. <laughs> I'm sure they're hyper-fast, but I want to think that the, the Terminator robots can dick people down. Yeah, I'm not sure why they would want to, but... <clears throat> or have time to do that. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I guess it's not. Really... But you know, they might be able to use it to their advantage if they can, you know, seduce seduce a, a woman, you know, with their, you know, prosthetic freaking mm. vibrator penis. He shouldn't have been chasing down Sarah Connor. He should have just fucked her to death. <laughs> <laughs> that was really where we went wrong. But uh, yeah, I. I mean, I'm thinking that he'd be some kind of you know Terminator. Mm-hmm. I, I that might play into one of my ideas that I had that it was like. Golgo, it was almost like Gemini Man potential, where it's like two Golgos versing each other. Like either a Golgo from the future is sent back to do something or kill himself, or like you said, some sort of cybernetic Golgo comes back to uh, eliminate the other one. And I guess that happened in the Logan movie as well. But, you know, this is a, a little bit of a departure from the last two weeks, but I don't think I have really a great all grown up. What I do have is maybe like a. A bit. <laughs> uh, when I was looking up Golgo and his um, his rules as to how he picks up his, uh, his, I guess, his hits, apparently the one thing that he won't do is kill kids. Otherwise, anything else is kind of like on the board. So what I was thinking is that we try uh, a little role-playing game where uh, I'm the secretary for the, the new Golgo and Sons, a, a corporation that is opened up by Golgo to help I guess filter some of these requests for uh, the various assassinations that he asked for. And what I would ask for you is to, I guess, come up with something uh, on the spot. I'm going to essentially just pretend to be the secretary. We're going to see where it goes. I'm going to set like a timer. We'll see where uh, we are. Yes, this is a Golgo and Sons. Yes, the delivery for the the almond salad. Yeah, you can bring that right up. Sir, can you just wait one second? I'll I'll be right there. Yeah. uh, It was salad dressing on the side. Golgo hates salad dressing. Um, okay, great. We'll see you soon. Hi, what can I uh, help you with? I'm uh, Anthony. I work for uh, Golgo and Sons. <laughs> Hi, Anthony. I know you guys sort of handle problems. We absolutely do. We're, uh, we're known for handling problems better than anybody else. And uh, I got a little problem. I got a certain kid in my neighborhood. 
Well, sir, I'm going to stop you right there. A child may be outside of what Golgo is used to doing. Or whoa, 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 wait wearing. a minute. This isn't a normal kid. Okay. Could you explain? This kid's a real freaking pain in my ass. Okay. I, I, I don't really see where Golgo is going to be able to kill this child. Go on. Does, does Golgo like dogs? Because this kid is abusing my dog. The kid is abusing your dog? Yes. In what way? BB gun. My what? dog has multiple freaking BB gun shots, and I'm not going to stand for it anymore. Sir, is there any sort of, like, photographic evidence? Is there... Yeah, I can give you evidence. Okay. And another thing, my wife, she likes to sunbathe nude, and this little shit keeps freaking peeking over the fence, and he's taking pictures. And I'm afraid that he might be freaking posting them on uh, YouTube or some other social media outlet. You think this little boy is posting your wife's nudes on YouTube? Well, not YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, I really just... I, I understand that your, your frustration with your dog, and I'm so This sorry. is serious. If my wife finds out that she's freaking all over these freaking, like in Pornhub, it's going to be a problem. I, I think Pornhub changed their, their, their uh, terms and conditions, but, you know, what, what was your name again, sir? Uh, my name is Delbert Commonwealth Godbar. <laughs> Say that one more time. Delmer. Delbert. Delbert. Commonwealth Godbar. Come in mouth. No. <laughs> Mr. Delbert Commonmouth. No. I really. Commonwealth. Commonwealth. I'm sorry. Commonmouth. I really just. I can't stress how Golgo is very serious about not killing kids. Is there any way we can? Move forward with this. Is there is there someone I can you know put you in contact with? The the local police might even be able to do it, but I don't know. This kid's pretty evil. Well, what's the? I hate to do this, but I hear screaming coming from the house. Whose house? Uh, from this kid's house. This kid's house. Yes. What's the kid's name? I want to write it down just so you know. Golgo can take a his look name at it, is. Really... Um, I don't know. Their last name is Finkelstein. Finkelstein. Yeah. Is this a hate crime? <laughs> a hate crime. Yeah, or is this kid Jewish? Is I don't know. Jewish? I think he's harboring freaking women in his basement, and um, I think you need to investigate it and potentially put this boy down. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna think about this one real quick. He is harboring women. Yes. How old is he? <sighs> he's fourteen. Fourteen. So he is capturing women holding them hostage, shooting your dog and peeking on your wife naked. Is yeah. that correct? I'm telling you, this kid is evil. He looks like a snake. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like you're laughing, sir, but I'm taking this very seriously. I, I want I want to be able to help you, but we got to discuss prices. I mean, at the very least, I have to come to Golgo with a, with a proposal. So how much are you willing to pay for this, this child assassination? Whatever he needs. I'm willing to uh, put up the money. I'm a rich man. Oh, are you? Are yes. you from around here? Uh, no, I've recently moved here. From where? And I've been terrorized by this young man. How long have you been living in this neighborhood where this young man is <laughs> Tom peeping on you? <laughs> well, you know, I've come over from uh, Germany. Oh, so you're German. Yes. We've dealt with German clients before. Are you... I don't want to have to say it out loud, but are you of the uh, the eagle and and uh, the brass persuasion German or? Absolutely not. Okay. Okay. I don't okay. even know what you're talking about. Okay. I just I don't really either. Honestly, they uh, 
they give me uh I guess some things to ask people when it comes to the foreigners and before they start asking for killings. But, sir, I'll be honest. I'm going to write this down. This is a, a pretty compelling case, but I'm I'm worried he might say no. Is there is there a number I can get back to you at? Yes. Uh, 603-555-1414. 603. Okay. New Hampshire. That's great. Yeah. All right, sir. Uh, it looks like this uh, this almond salad is here for, for Golgo. Um you know, I, I would send him out here myself, but he's really swamped right now. So I, I'm, I'm just going to have to give you a call. And I, I really hope you don't uh, do anything with this child. You seem to be a, of an older man. I don't know. No, I, I can't bring attention to myself. So that's why I'm calling you. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's about as far as I'm going to take it. But that's that, that worked well enough for me as a first try for improv. I, what was your name? Common mouth? <laughs> No, it was Commonwealth, but I mean, you know why I pull I pulled that freaking name out of my ass because there was a guy that I knew that used to think he was a comedian. One time he did this skit, and that's what he said the guy's name was Delbert Commonwealth Gudbar. That's a perfect name, dude. Yeah. I might steal that for like a novel or something like that. That's a fucking crazy name. <laughs> but you know, that was a that was a pretty good first shot for an improv, so I, I, I don't know. That was a little crazy, but I think going forward, it'll only get crazier as we've kind of seen with this podcast. But, you know, we're giving it our best shot, but we're also trying to put this movie in a different context. We're trying to see if it reaches the the highest of the highs, if we can uh, put it, I guess, on the Rushmore. We're going to try to put this movie on the Rushmore. And the first one up, we have the Assassin Rushmore. Does Duke Togo beat out Anton Chigur in No Country for Old Men? Uh, Leon Montana for Leon the Professional, Keanu Reeves as John Wick, or Lucy Liu as Oren Ishii? Um, yeah, I'd put him up there. Okay, who are you thinking you're going to take off? Because this, it's a pretty tight four there. Yeah, I'm not uh, familiar with Leone Montana. You've never Leon? seen Leon the Professional? No. Really? No. With Natalie Portman as a little girl? Oh, yeah. I remember that now. We saw his portrait in Japan. Yeah, right. In the little garden. No, now I know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I forgot about that. It's okay. Yeah, I'll take him off. Okay. Yeah. What? Or maybe Lucy Liu. I guess both of them die while Keanu Reeves and you know John Wick and Anton Chigurh don't. So those are the weaker links. I think I would also take off Leon yeah. and put Duke Togo up there because... He's the the best assassin I've ever seen, yeah, for sure. Uh, the next Rushmore, the Suicide Rushmore. Does Robert Dawson's self-hit beat out Private Gomer Pyle in Full Metal Jacket, Leonard, uh, Leonard Leonardo DiCaprio and Claire Danes as Romeo and Juliet, uh, Neil in Dead Poet Society, or uh, Gina Davis and Susan Sarandon as Thelma and Louise? Does uh, Dawson's hit job suicide get onto the rushmore um based on these um yeah i'm willing to put him up there who do you think you're going to take off i would take off neil even though that's maybe your favorite uh <laughs> of these three i know you love dead's poet society i do but i mean i don't think they show is there like a gun flash in the window or something like that maybe there is I know it's not as dramatic as uh, getting your, your head blown up uh, on a, a yacht in the case of Robert, but yeah. I think that's probably the right. Because I think, what, Claire Danes kills herself with a gun in Romeo and Juliet. Private Gomer kills himself with a gun. 
And then Gina Davis and Susan Sarandon. I mean, they f- yeah drive off the cliff. Yeah, <laughs> which is iconic. So, sorry, Neil. I guess your uh, your death just went for nothing. <laughs> it's too bad. All right, uh, the bad CGI Rushmore. Does the CGI helicopter scene beat out Dwayne Johnson as the Scorpion King in The Mummy Returns, the plane crash in Air Force One, the iceberg surfing in Die Another Day, or Neo versus the Smiths in Matrix Reloaded? Yeah, this definitely makes it. I, I think mean, so as well. That's some bad CGI. Considering it's like the first in terms of... Uh, what we're used to. Yeah. You take it off. Um, iceberg surfing. Some of these I had to just watch the clip of. The iceberg uh, iceberg surfing one is really ridiculous. Uh, Dwayne is the Scorpion King is infamously bad. The plane crash, like it looks shitty, but I don't even think the Smiths and the Neo thing looks awful. But no, I don't either. So I'm gonna say, um, I'm not, probably the Dwayne Johnson. Really. I'm going to do the plane crash. The plane crash looks like shit, but... Oh, does it? I don't remember the plane crash. I remember there is a plane crash, but I can't picture yeah. how bad it was. It looks silly. The, the The Scorpion King is, like, really bad. Like, I'm, I am I would like to be able to show you at some point, but I think we could maybe move on to the next one just to round out this Rushmore. So, finally, the evil rich person Rushmore. Uh, does Leonard Dawson beat out Cruella DeVille in 101 Dalmatians? Gordon Gecko in Wall Street, uh, Norman Osborn or the Green Goblin in Spider-Man, and then Smaug or Smaug in The Hobbit. All of them are rich, all of them are evil, but they might not be evil enough or they might be too evil for Leonard Dawson to join their ranks. What do you think? I think he's pretty evil. Yeah, I think so too. I think... I, I mean, mean, he had something to do with the Kennedy assassination. Yeah. And... Uh, I mean, gave up his, you know, daughter-in-law yeah. to be raped. I mean, that's... To a mutant snake man. Yeah, that's that's next-level stuff right there. I Just looking at this list, I think Cruella is going to be the one that's like... She just wanted to, like, get the dogs and make a jacket out of them. Yeah. Like, that's pretty low stakes. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it's awful. They're puppies, but uh, I don't think Cruella DeVille is... Um, pimping out anybody's uh, daughter-in-law or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, I, I would agree. I would take her off. All right, perfect. Well, uh, we're, we're just moving right along. We're, we're at the point where we're trying to remake or at least recast this movie. We're, we're doing a live-action Netflix recast. And I don't know if you uh, chose your own director, but uh, what were you thinking for that? I liked your pick of Tarantino. I was, like, thinking the same thing. Okay. The only other guy that I maybe I was sort of considering was Guy Ritchie, because mm-hmm. he did that. Um, uh, what was that movie? Smoking, smoking two barrels. Oh, okay. Lock, stock, and two. I don't know. Lock, stock, and two barrels. That yeah. sounds about right. Uh, who? I yeah. I mean, the Tarantino is the pretty easy pick. Like, he obviously made a reference to it. Yeah. Well, being that he was, yeah, he did an homage to it. I was like, yeah, he's perfect. I don't think, like I said in the earlier part of the episode, I don't think anyone is touching this but Tarantino. So uh, I think that's a, a pretty easy one. Who was your Duke Togo, your Golgo 13? I had Louis Tan. Mm-hmm. Who uh, what was, was he? He was in Wu Assassins. I think it's on Netflix. 
I think he's going to be in the new Mortal Kombat as well. Yeah, I, saw I think that. so too. The trailer just came out the other day. I think that pick is fine. I mean, I believe uh, I definitely have used uh, my pick before, but I had Brian T. Yeah, who was uh, you know big on Chicago Med. He was in Fast and the Furious and the Wolverine. It looks like he's got uh, some Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle credits as well, which is kind of cool. But for me, it was the eyebrows that really did it because Brian T. has these big arched eyebrows and Golgo has uh, quite the pair himself. Yeah. And, you know, Brian T. is a Japanese actor. Golgo, by the the, the creator's definition, is a, is a Japanese man. So yeah. I have to keep it like that. Yeah, that's why I went the way I did too. I think you did good. Who was your uh, Cindy? I had uh, Amanda uh, Siegfried. 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 For your Cindy, I I don't think that's a bad pick. Uh, I mean, how do you feel about Amanda Siegfried? Because she's kind of like out there for me sometimes. I don't always like her. Sometimes I do. Yeah, I mean, uh, I. Yeah, I just sort of like, I mean, she, I just thought she sort of had a look that sort of represented the character. Yeah, no, I, I think visually, I guess, yeah. I, I I don't know. I'm I'm kind of out on Seafried, but sometimes I'm in. Yeah. Uh, what I has had, she been in lately? I haven't even seen her in a while. She was in Mank. She's, oh, She was like the right. main lady in Mank. Yeah. First Reform, she was really good. There's the iconic fucking uh, Mean Girls, knowing the weather with her tits. Yeah, yeah. So I guess I do like Seafried. She's just not like moving the needle for me too much i had rosamund pike who has a history of playing a character who is hiding something is evil <laughs> and gone girl and just physically i mean they're both obviously blonde women yeah. so i think you could get away with it she's yeah. like older too yeah i don't know well, that was the only thing with her i thought maybe she might be a little older for the part but yeah well i think point. we both went a little young in some of these uh, yeah. in the later part but right. we'll get there when we get there who is your your big snake? Your your scary toothless man. Yeah, I had Adrian Brody. I think he uh, he's a good pick. I had him. What is the guy who was in um, the Ninja Scroll? The guy with the long nose or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I think Brody uh, would love this job. He won the Academy Award for the pianist. Yeah, the pianist. Yeah, the, the pianist. pianist. <laughs> The penis? No, no. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. he's got a, a phallic-looking nose, so maybe that was what the joke was. But uh, Mads Mikkelsen was my big snake, and I I like Mads. Same thing with Seafried. Like, I'm not going to see a movie specifically because Mad Mads Mikkelsen is in it. Yeah. But he is a imposing dude. I watched like <clears throat> 16 hours of Death Stranding footage, and I always love when he was uh present in that game. So, I'm yeah, uh, I like that pick. I think either or for us. Who is your Laura Dawson? I had Anne Hathaway. And I hate to do it to Anne, you know. I, I don't like casting anybody in these roles where they're really only there to either be riding on Duke or being uh, used <laughs> as some sort of, like, wagering chip. But, yeah, yeah and Yeah, that's a sad, sad role. It seems like we have that a lot with these movies where all the women are relegated, and that's too bad, but... We're fighting for their justice, and uh, I'm going to do everything I can to protect Allison Williams, who is my uh, my Laura Dawson, who is in Get Out and, you know, famously on Girls. But yeah. physically, I think uh, I think I hit that one, and I think yeah. Anne Hathaway works there, too. That works. You're this fucking <laughs> pick for Robert Dawson. Who was your Robert Dawson? Yeah, I had 
and the only reason why I picked this one because I recently just watched him in uh, Search Party. Great show. And it's John Paul Reynolds. <laughs> there is nothing more surprising than the character arc of that character where I've only seen the first season, but to ostensibly introduce him with him, what, jerking off yeah. and immediately flipping over to creep yeah. by his girlfriend. Like, yeah. Oh. That is a strange um, beginning for them. And then, of course, it just, I mean, you've got to, if you haven't watched the, the, the show Search Party, I recommend it. It's a cool show. Yeah, it's very cool. And the guy's name is Drew, so yeah, maybe you kind of know what you're getting into. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I mean, we ended up watching all four seasons like a week ago. Yeah, and two binge watched it. Yeah, you guys are crazy. So that's why he came to mind. I mean, he's got that hair. Mm-hmm. No, I think uh, I think that would be fine. I think that would be kind of funny to see him. Yeah. I will always associate. Of course, him he only with has him. like a you know. 30 bit second bit part and takes a bullet to the head so yeah. he, he's got a pretty wide forehead yeah. so he might i think he'll take wide. a paycheck for that i i would do it if i had the hair <laughs> uh for my robert dawson i had george mckay who is in uh 1917 he was one of the uh, the leads there but young up-and-comer uh i think he just straight up kind of looks like robert dawson and i don't think he has the same color eyes but the hair in this picture was what did it for me as well uh, we just got two of these left. Who is your your Rita, your <laughs> your arms dealer, your uh, what garage worker? Yeah, sixty nine shirt wearer. Um, I picked this one specifically because when I look at um, Rita, mm-hmm. you know, and it, for some reason her she just came to my head, and it's Maisie Williams mm-hmm. from Game of Thrones, and she's only like twenty three years old, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. Because Rita is technically 29, and we both went young here. Yeah. Well, I saw your pick was a young person, so mm-hmm. I didn't feel like I was uh, going too young. So, Funny enough, I chose Joey King over Maisie Williams. That was like... Oh, you had her? I had her first because I had the same exact thought when I saw her. I was like, that kind of like could be a Maisie Williams role. Yeah. I, I don't really know what it is about both of these things, but she was in the kissing booth and... A couple other things, yeah. but... Oh, the act. I mean, I kept looking at that picture. I swear to God, it, it just kept coming in my head. Like, I kept saying, who have I seen that reminds me of this picture? Mm-hmm. And then finally, I started, you know, scanning the internet. And I'm like, oh, there it is, Maisie. Yeah, I think that was uh, maybe one of your better picks on this, for sure. I was down for Maisie uh, immediately for Rita. And, you know, finally, who is your, your Leonard Dawson? I had uh, Donald Sutherland. Who... Has made a career of just being like shady older dude. Yeah, and I think that's a great pick. I uh, I was torn between John Voight, who is, I guess, infamously a piece of shit. You know, he's not all bad because he at least was one half of uh, Angelina Jolie, so that's kind of cool. But yeah, John Voight seemed like the dude right away for me. I was trying to figure out like if he had a mustache, and I found a picture that would work better. I also was thinking maybe Tommy Lee Jones, but I much prefer John Voight uh, to be the the dastardly villain on our movie here. Uh, well, Dad, we're, here we are again. We're uh, we've hit the last call. The I guess what is the bottle looking like? I guess I could have maybe one more glass, but the bartender definitely doesn't want me to have one. Uh, he never does. <laughs> nah, he's always pissed when we yeah. show up with our own alcohol. We're just using the space. <laughs> but we still have some questions to ask, and uh, I'm going to hand it over to you. Dad, do you have any questions for the director? Yeah, I mean, the only thing I question is the the scene where, you know, he 
he shoots through one building and ends up, you know, killing the the Nazi uh, yeah. bodyguard there. Mm-hmm. I mean, how he when they show him, I mean, there's no way that he knows that the the guy is right in line with the shot. I mean, you can't see that he's looking at the windows. You don't see that he can see through the whole building. Mm-hmm. So it's like, and of course, it was bulletproof glass. Well, that's why he had the... I know he had multiple bullets who was hitting it, but mm-hmm. at the same point, are uh, you saying that if you hit bulletproof glass multiple times in the same spot, it's going to finally break? But that's not my main problem. My problem <laughs> my problem was that he knew somehow, how would he know uh-huh. taking a shot through a building and on the other end, the guy's going to be... And I mean, he perfectly hits him between the eyes. I mean... Well, considering that Golgo is a Christ-like figure, I'm willing to believe just about anything. Yeah. I mean, he's he's explicitly... Uh, well, I think he's such. a Terminator and he probably has, you know, the ability to, uh, you know, tap into a satellite or something and maybe... <laughs> He had the security footage of uh, yeah. all those prostitutes coming yeah. up to Don Hughes. He's penthouse. able to access through his, you know, his internal, uh, you know, brain or something where he can access the security cameras and see mm-hmm. where the guy is. But I thought that was a stretch. When it comes to like post Nazi life, I didn't ever consider that it could be that good. Although he never leaves his resident, he does seem to be uh, ready to have uh, a five some or a f- yeah. I guess he, there is four women in him, but. That's a pretty luxurious life for a former Nazi. So, uh, yeah, that sucks true. to be sniped <laughs> right before you can even yeah. insert it. Really, uh, the only uh, couple questions I had were, I think we, maybe we should name the bartender. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I feel like he needs a name, maybe like Ron or something like that. But, Ron, Ron yeah. the bartender. Ron the bartender. I don't know. We'll we're, we'll workshop that. Maybe he's gonna have a nickname too. Yeah. We'll, uh, he definitely needs a nickname. Yeah, we need to chide him for <laughs> trying to kick us out all yeah. the time. Uh, At least we won't say it to his face. Yeah, we'll whisper it under our breath yeah. when he's just like, all right, guys, no, seriously. like You can't be <laughs> talking about like cream pies and like <laughs> offensive shit in my bar because we're at the bar top. Uh, speaking of sexual things, my question was really just why did Laura have to become a prostitute? Like, I the 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 scene with her and Snake is obviously awful. And it's weird in the sense that it's not particularly graphic, but it's very sad. Well, he, she, you know, because she's the widow of, um, you know, his son, which she should have been able to, you know. But she was given a blank check by Dawson. She said, he said, you can have as much money as you want to right. leave. Right. And he, she still became a prostitute. Yeah. That's silly. Yeah, if you're going to abandon is. your daughter, at least walk away with a fucking billion dollars. And of course, that just leads to the whole question of the ending. Um, and well, not in the terms of her being a prostitute, but, um, when she shoots, you know, Duke in the back. Yeah. And you know, what happened there? I mean, cause it does look like when you watch, like there's a hole in his back and mm-hmm. you question like, you know, but I, I think that's because he is a cyborg. So, yeah, we're going to continue these, <laughs> this internal logic of Duke Togo being a, a cyborg. He's and... not truly. I mean, because there's just no way he could escape all these, you know, scenarios where, you know, massive bullets. Well, apparently the director said explicitly about Golgo was that he can't die. And if he did die, he would come back to life. So, yeah, he is either a Terminator or the second coming of Jesus Christ. And I would like to think maybe the, the, the latter. Yeah, because you did bring up that his name has is somehow associated with the roman soldier that you know supposedly put the the uh, crown of thorns on jesus's head Mm -hmm. and then what golgo i think is golgotha is the hill i've never heard of that golga 
Let me see. I had it on here. No, the hill that Jesus was... Golgotha refers to the hill where Jesus was crucified. That's what it says in my notes. Hmm. I mean, I could be wrong. I've never read the Bible, and I don't think I've ever been to church, so maybe you could tell by the way I talk on this podcast, but (laughs) that's at the very least. Uh, So I I think we actually have to leave now. The, The bartender's dead sick of us. Ron is pissed. He figured out that we were trying to give him some sort of weird nickname, and he wasn't yeah. too happy about it. So we're uh, we're out in the street waiting for our Uber, but was there anything you wanted to correct, apologize for, or I guess bring up before uh, before I get out of here? Well, there's been a running controversy. No, I wouldn't say controversy, <laughs> but I constantly kept you know trying to figure out what the Friends episode claimed that uh, breast milk tastes like, mm-hmm. and it was cantaloupe. That is a controversy for sure. Yeah. So if anyone's uh, curious, um, Friends has cleared it up in that breast milk. I wouldn't table. say it's cleared up. If anyone, no. if anyone has, I a, wouldn't necessarily use Friends as a uh, barometer. As, yeah, for truth, <laughs> the truth of what uh, breast milk tastes like. But uh, supposedly they they came up with cantaloupe. Until and I, I don't even know that. Well, I guess I know what cantaloupe tastes like, but yeah. Like I was going to say, until I have a, a lactating titty in my mouth and I can taste it for myself, <laughs> I don't want to believe friends because they were pretty problematic uh, in the 90s. Yeah. Uh, speaking of being problematic in the 90s, I straight up want to apologize to Britney Spears. Uh, this has been kind of going uh, strong these last couple of weeks with the, the release of Framing Britney. And, you know, I think I made a joke about Britney Spears, but after that documentary, dude, I'm fucking sorry, Brittany. And in consolidation with her, uh, maybe not consolidation, you know, to show my support, I also shaved my head at 25 uh, in, a, in a quasi-breakdown. So it's absolutely Brittany, bitch, and I'm also bald now. So if anyone was curious what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought you did it to, uh, you know. Save my receding hairline from getting any worse? No, as, as, a, as your father is also a, a proponent of shaving his head that you... Uh... I'm following in my st- footsteps. I was following in the footsteps of Mrs. Spears, sir. <laughs> Miss Spears. I don't think she's actually married anymore. Really? Yeah. Like I wow. said, it's it's Britney. She inspired bitch, dude. I'm not. I'm not fucking around anymore. I'm her stand now. What's uh, going on with Britney? She she's in the news a lot. Well, she's in a conservatorship with her dad, and that was the whole point of like the framing Britney Spears thing, where like her dad controls all of her money, all of her decisions. I thought it was her mother. No, it was her dad. It's her dad. Yeah, yeah. Jamie Spears is a bad guy. So, yeah, if you want to join the Free Britney movement, we're uh, we're all here. We're all friends. And I actually gave a little name to this because I'm hopping in this Uber, but this is going to be the Jackson Maine through the window wine rating. Just like in the Stars Bar. I'm like, hey, I just wanted to look at you. <laughs> what do you think of the wine? <laughs> oh, Jackson Maine. I love that movie. I do. Um, I'm going to, you know, I really enjoyed this one. I'm going to give it five out of five. Um, sniper bullets. Okay, I'm gonna give it. I'm also gonna go really high. Will Hill is great. I'm gonna give uh five out of five, uh, skeletons with a handgun. <laughs> skeletons with a handgun. Nice. Yeah, that was off the top of my head. I was gonna do something with uh Cindy being naked, but I decided not to. So just like always, uh, we have no idea what we're doing, and hopefully on the other end we can come up with something all right. But if you guys do like what we're doing. Be sure to leave a five-star review on our iTunes page uh, and leave a movie suggestion, too, because, you know, we, we always like to at least have a little feedback or a sense of direction at the very least. Yeah, let's hear it. So until Good, then, bad, or indifferent, let's do it. Yeah, <laughs> just anything at this yeah. point. We just want to hear people. <laughs> uh, 
but yeah, until then, we will see you guys next week. Yep, and bye-bye. Don't drink or drive.